if that's what you want to do and you're empowered by it and you're in control and that's your choice, then that's the whole point. Welcome to another episode of Dear Men. I'm super excited about this one because I've been hearing about killing kittens for a long time now. And we have with us the founder of KK, Emma Sale. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Um, Also, it's always fun to have international guests because your accents are so alluring. So So, so yeah, you've got the the British accent going on. (laughs) It's very exotic for us. Um, so yeah, so I um, I have a feeling that a lot of our listeners won't be familiar with Killing Kittens, especially since it's an, more of an international brand. So could you just give us a quick overview of what Killing Kittens is and also like how you got into it? Um, okay, I'll try and be quick. need <laughs> to be quick. We're here all day. No, so basically, um, when Killing Kittens was founded 14 years ago, um, it was very much a time when Sex and the City, the TV show, was out. Um, and there was kind of this buzz about sort of female sexuality um, going on. And I I just had a lot of anger in me because I just felt it was a very unbalanced society and very patriarchal when it came to sex. And, um, you know, men could sleep around and have one-night stands and you know, they were high-fived and you're a legend. Um, but women women just couldn't and, you know, they were slut-shamed. And I'd hear, you know, guy friends of mine, good guys say, oh, I've met a girl, she's amazing, um, but she's not girlfriend material. And then when you ask why, they'd say, because she slept with loads of people. And I'd have this argument, you know, that that's ridiculous. Um, and so that was all sort of going on. And I... Um, um, basically decided it was after being in Ibiza for three days with no sleep, um, <laughs> drinking water, um, that I just suddenly went, right, I just want to create uh, create a space online and offline, um, which is very much women in control, um, where they can explore their sexuality without any kind of judgment um, and have the freedom to express themselves. And and that that's how it started. So um, it was... It was very much a community base from day one, um, and it, that's what it is. It started as a party once a month with a small online presence, um, and um, there are mass parties, and sex does go on um, at them, and it's grown to you know over 20 to 30 events a month in 36 cities, um, and the online side of it is, is sort of that's kind of become the bit of the beast, which is a massive sort of online community dating. Um, site with 160,000 members um, going on on that. So that's it in a nutshell, really. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that a lot of people who know about Killing Kittens might think of it as like, oh yeah, that place that does really high-end sex parties. But it yeah. sounds like the intention behind it and sort of the um, the DNA of it was really to create a safe space for women to be able to feel like they could take the lead sexually and feel safe in a safe environment. And I find this really interesting because I've talked to a number of people who um, 
have these kinds of spaces. And it seems like actually when it seems like in our, in the culture, it's like men take the lead sexually. And there's a lot of, of stuff about that. But when you actually look at a lot of these environments, when a lot of women feel safe, then they do take the lead sexually and they are more expressive and they are more expressed. So I'm wondering like, how much do you think of sexual behavior does have to do with safety for women? Um, I think a lot. And also I, you know, always say that, you know, the biggest sex organ on a female is our brain. And, you know, women are very complicated creatures. We all know that. And every day is different. Um, and you know, there's so much, so much depends on how we're feeling and what is going on in our head as to whether, whether we're turned on, whether we want sex, whether we feel sexual, you know, one day we might have no confidence and, and, you know, the last thing we want is to be naked in front of anyone. Um, and the next day we, you know, so it has, you know, has a lot to do with confidence and feeling empowered. And, um, and that's, you know, that's what we, we try and do is, is to create that space and where actually if the women feel like it's all about them and they're in control and they can do what they want, it's sort of, you have that kind of, they feel liberated um, and more confident. And then what comes, you know, for them being more confident is they're up for trying more things. So it's kind of a bit of a win-win. And I've had this conversation with lots of our male members and they say, you know, when their other halves are feeling like it, it's about them and that they're the ones in control, then they're more, you know, they're more likely to explore sexually and be up for trying new things and, you know, more likely to sort of jump the men. Um, and so, so yeah, so that, that hence the kind of win-win situation that goes on. Yeah. Let's talk about the male members because I think a lot of, um, so for those that aren't aware, sex parties are sometimes referred to as play parties. And it seems like a lot of play parties are, um, either couples only or, um, women, single women can come like women on their own can come. Um, and some parties won't allow in single men or they'll have to be with a woman. It could, it could be not their partner. It could be a friend or someone, but you know, can you talk a little bit about how you handle, that and who are your male members are they mostly in Um, relationships with the women that come or what's the deal do you know what they're a complete mix and we actually we actually do lots of different types of parties so we have some parties that are girls only um called the clitorati we have some singles parties where we do let single men in on their own and what we do is we just keep track of the numbers so um there's always slightly more girls to guys because it just reduces that testosterone factor um and but the majority of our parties, there every guy has to be accompanied by a girl, um, and we do get on top of that we get a lot of single girls that come down as well. So they're you know they're always very girl heavy, um, more girls um, on that front. But when you look at the when so the part, events are like that. Then when you look at the online membership side of our business, it's pretty much fifty fifty girls to guys, and only about seventeen percent last time we looked um, of our members are couples. The rest are singles. So our, our online world, there's a huge um, singles side to it. And that's why there's a big dating site element to it. But what we do have on the online side is the same rules. The main rules at our events offline, and we have the same rules across the online side, um, is that um, 
guys can't approach girls they don't know. They have to wait for the girls to make the first move. So that sort of keeps, and even when we have singles parties, which is, you know, we might have 120 people of which there's 50 single men, 70 girls. There's still that rule that the girls are the first ones to approach and the same online when they're messaging. Um, so, you know, that's been our number one rule from day one of our business and is across, it's across all our events, whatever, whatever they are. And it's across all our online community as well. Yeah. And I'm curious about your, um, your personal experience. Like, are you, do you, I'm sure you attended pretty much all the events at the beginning when you were launching and everything like that. And I'm wondering, did anything surprise you as you were rolling all of this out, actually attending the events? Um, no, nothing. It just, I've got, you know, it's been 14 years and I just, I find people fascinating and it, um, and I just am fascinated by the reasons people come and it's kind of, it's got more and more in the past few years because we've, you know, we've launched a blog and we have like first-hand reviews of yeah, people's reasons for coming to the event. And actually there's a lot, you know, we get a lot of girls, you know, who've come from abusive relationships um, or, you know, religious, really strict upbringings and stuff. And actually it's kind of, it's sort of them reclaiming the power, um, and getting that and getting that back. So, um, it's, it's that, but also what surprised me because right at the beginning, you know, I, I did have a site cause I wasn't in that world. I've never been sort of a player, so to speak personally. Um, it was very much been business from day one. And, um, um, what surprised me, um, was, it was actually how close a lot of these couples are, like what, how strong their relationships are. Cause it's very easy to judge and go, Oh, well they're, you know, they're doing this. These couples are doing it because they're not happy. And, you know, they're sort of trying to claw back any kind of, of romance. And it's sort of a last ditch attempt to save their relationship by bringing someone else in and sleeping with someone else. And, and, and actually it's the complete opposite a lot of the time. And, and some of the most secure couples I know in the world that I've ever met and become friends with a lot of them are members um, of it who are just, they're so secure in their relationship that they're just, to them, it's all about exploring together and they don't feel threatened um, by it. So that's what I've seen and realized more and more is that difference between sex and emotion um, mm-hmm. and that you can, and it can be separated. Um, so yeah, so that sort of continues to surprise me. (laughs) Yeah. One of my really, really good friends, um, it was in a very, very, very committed relationship and they went to play parties together all the time. And they went to a lot of the same parties, which I would imagine happens at killing kittens too, where people get to know each other and there's like a little mini reunion, like, Oh, Hey, how have you been? (laughs) Like they, they play together on a regular basis and it becomes a wider community. It's not just because I think people that aren't in the play party world or have never been to that kind of event have an assumption like that. It's like very eyes wide shut the movie, that kind of scene, or I don't know, dirty or tawdry, or I think there's a lot of assumptions, but it feels like it becomes a lot like a genuine community and people know each other. They care about each other. There's a lot of, um, of care. And I'm wondering, like, do you have, are there couples that have met at KK events that have then become committed couples? Um, yeah, that there's a lot of people that do, you know, who meet at our singles, but also we have socials. So we have, 
a lot of our events don't actually involve full-on sex. A lot of them, we have talks, we have workshops, we have socials where we, you know, take over a bar or something and have 150 people in there and there's no sex that happens. They're just a social, you know, meeting kind of drinks event. And what we find there is that, you know, people will come and they'll meet, they'll meet, they'll meet people and then they'll arrange to come to a full-on Killing Kittens party together. So, you know, there's a big, big kind of social community side to, to it, to our setup, which it did, isn't necessarily the full-on sex side. So there's a lot of people that come who are just a bit curious um, and they just want to, you know, dip their toe in and meet, meet people, meet open-minded people. And then, you know, a lot of them will just come to those kind of events. They, don't, they won't come to the full-on sex events. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that to us is sort of, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be just completely full-on. It should, our events is just, you know, trying to get women, empower women across, whether that's them coming to a workshop or whether that's coming to a talk or something, it, you know, or just making friends. And having a bit of a community, it's, it, we, you know, I say there's sort of something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious because you, you yourself are married with children, right? Yeah. How have you, you've got three, three of them. Yes. Impressive. Um, how have you sort of negotiated, like, did you already know your husband before you started KK or how did you negotiate being in a relationship? Have you, you know, faced any judgment about what you do? Um, yeah I mean no I mean I faced judgment and abuse from day one and it's got you know it's a lot better now and actually you know the last few years it's sort of become a bit cool um which is bizarre and you know with people we've had lots of brands and people wanting to partner up and which sort of you know four years ago was just unheard of um so um but I know I've been with my husband seven years um and it kept me going 14 years so um, you know, it was, it was very much going when I met him, but he, you know, he came from the sports world. He's a professional, was a professional athlete and it, you know, it's, it was a different, it's a, it's a different scene, a different world. And, and, you know, he wasn't in that scene himself. He knew, he knew we had a lot of new mutual friends. He knew, you know, he knew it was just business. Um, so it's kind of, I kind of keep it very, very separate, um, and, you know, occasionally if I'm in town with friends and I know there's a KK party going on, then, then you know, well, I'll say, let's, let's go and have a drink. It's sort of, you know, because if you stay in the bar area a bit, then you don't actually see any of the sex going on because it's all sort of up in different rooms and playrooms. And, you know, it's like, it's nice going and seeing some of the members I know. Um, and, you know, we as a couple have actually become some of our closest friends. Um, couple friends have, have come out. Um, of being members of KK and we've just got to know them um, and so we you know they come and hang out at our house with our kids and things so um, it's it's just because it's been going for so long and it's it, I just say it's like my first child you know it was you know I have had I've had kittens longer than I've had my husband I actually got my dog before I got my husband actually yeah, but you know he, <laughs> he he he's you know hasn't been around as long as kittens so it's been my baby you know for a long time and that's just what it is it's just sort of become the norm and um you know we did a big gay pride picnic um as a as a company with loads of members like over 100 members a massive picnic and and we actually took two of our children um five-year-old and a three-year-old and I said, do you know what? It's a picnic in the park. It's a must. It's gay pride. It's a huge, great festival. And there wasn't one part of us that thought it was inappropriate to take them for a picnic lunch. And I've got a video of my son like waving a massive Killing Kittens flag through the park. And I just thought, 
you know, you then dawned on me just how far society has changed yeah. in 14 years um, on that front because that would never have happened before. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even cross my mind um, to mix the children with the business type thing. Um, so, yeah, that's actually yeah. quite encouraging, I think, because um, since you're um, sort of on the front lines, I think you know, myself included, any of us that work in sexuality are sort of like lightning rods for whatever people's stuff is around it. So it's encouraging to hear that you've definitely seen a shift over the past 14 years. And especially in the past four years, you mentioned of like attitudes shifting. And um, I'm wondering, has that also like increased membership? Have you seen more people attending the joining? Yeah, yeah, okay. massive, massive more. And also, what we're finding as well is a lot of we're getting a lot more single women join up, and a lot of younger ones. So it's sort of like our average age of a member in the last four years has gone from from a, for a female member um, has gone from about thirty six, thirty seven down to about thirty one, thirty two, mm. um, which is a big drop in in not many years. Um, and that's because there's a lot of sort of early twenty year old um, girls coming in. Um, to join and are you so you you mentioned that you do also do workshops um, and things like that are you like how does it work at your parties or, or events is there I know there's the rule of women approach first and that is an absolute do you yeah. also educate at all or is there any sort of other rule guidelines or like any talk about consent like I'm sure you do workshops on that stuff but I'm just wondering at parties themselves like most of the play parties I've gone to haven't really had that many guidelines um then yeah. more sort of like well we know. have I mean that 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 kind of no means no and women make the first rules are very much um they're really strong ones and actually our members are strong the women are strong on ensuring that you know if a guy tries something they're very quick to go uh no um plus we we have a lot of staff at the events we have you know if it's a one of the 250 people party we'll have four security guys there and about seven of our girls um walking around so um and then you've got the bar staff and stuff so they're you know they're kind of they're not police but they're sort of very much there are people watching um and keeping an eye on things yeah and Um, I mean as a woman it's just it's nice to know that that's there you know that's just part of the environment of just rather than like a bar or a club where you're not sure who you would go to, right? No, it's, it's very it's much more held. Yeah, it's much more held. There's lots of people there, yeah. And in terms of the of the workshops and things, is there like what kinds of stuff are you are you educating people about? Um a complete mix. So we do like the tantric massage um Tantric massage workshops. We have ones just for guys, ones just for girls. You know, teaching them how to massage each other. Um, there are the halves and couples ones. Um, and I mean, then we have sort of some fun ones like twerking um, or the art of strip tease. Um, that kind of, you know, the art of seduction. Those kind of um, workshops. And then we've got, but we've got ones, you know, the men, men only ones on the art of approaching. So specifically sort of, you know, post me too, kind of the modern man, like how do they behave on the dating scene and what yeah. are they meant to do? And, and, um, so we've got some amazing like, um, coaches on that front to do these like all male, um, workshops. And then we've got, you know, we've, we've, we do quite a lot of kink 
sort of kink fetish type ones, sort of um, rope, you know, rope work um, and kink play and, um, you know, doming, the art of doming, being dominate checks. Um, so we've got, we've, one of the most extreme ones we do is a squirting workshop, um, which always just blows my mind <laughs> on that. <laughs> Um, cause the woman that takes that, she's just phenomenal. Um, and yeah, so we, that's on that front, we just do a whole range of different, different, we're always looking for different, um, different things to do. It's like next year, I just think menopause is a massive thing. I'm 41. I'm not, I haven't hit it yet. Um, but it is, um, it, I just hear about it the whole time at the moment and people are being much more open about menopause and I've, from a sexuality level as well, it just hasn't been spoken about really. And I don't think a lot of people understand what happens in sex lives when menopause happens. And, um, and so we're looking to do some workshops um, next year on that for couples because I just think the man needs to be involved in that conversation as well. And they're not really. I've never really heard of any sort of workshops or talks to do with the menopause where the men are allowed there yeah it also kind of it's your problem you deal with it from the woman's point of view yeah I think that's a great point especially because I think as women we are not taught about it and so we're not really prepared for the changes like I know a lot of the women I've spoken to that um lose some natural lubrication they get more dry or yeah. just different things aren't the same things that used to be pleasurable aren't pleasurable things like that, that it's very disorienting. If you've gone yeah. your whole life one way and your sexuality has been one way and then it shifts, it's, I think it can be really confusing and, um, yeah, just disorienting. So I really love that that's, um, going to be a focus and that also that men are going to be invited into the conversation. Cause I really feel like more and more as the culture shifts, a lot of, um, like, like a lot of men really are our allies and they do want to help and they do want to, be there and they want to be supportive and they want to understand and know. And so I think it's important that we as women invite them into the dialogue so that they, that, so that they feel safe. Cause that's something I've heard a lot is, and I'm wondering if you can speak to this a little bit is like men feeling afraid of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or somehow yeah. fucking it up. Um, because I think with yeah. the shift and me too, and everything else, it can be a little scary. Minefield for men. I do feel sorry for them. People, when I say that, people, I look, girls are like, "Why do you feel sorry for them? It's always been about them." I'm like, "Well, you've got to feel sorry for them, you know, especially sort of the white middle class man, middle aged man at the moment. You know, yeah. it's sort of what are they meant to do and say? And you know, it's sort of it is a minefield because also women, we we are entire spectrum." of opinions on a female yes. front and you have women that are get offended when a man holds the door open they get you know you have the women there's been massive debate over here you know this year about you know strippers and and girls taking their clothes off and that sort of letting the you know letting the womanhood down post me too and and you know a big, and there's a load of women trying to shut down strip joints and stuff like that and right. and sex workers and it it is a minefield. And then you've got, you know, other women, I'm fully supportive of them because as far as I'm concerned, if you're a feminist, then you support the, it's your choice, your body, your freedom. That's right. the whole point. And, and it's up to you what you want to do. So if that's what you want to do and you're empowered by it and you're in control and that's your choice, then that's the whole point. You can't then have women turn around and go, you shouldn't be doing that because surely that's defeating the object of being feminist. Right. Um, I totally agree. 
on that on so on that front it's sort of you know we, we can't even agree as women <laughs> on what right. we want so it, it yeah so as a man it's like how are they meant to know when we're not in agreement <laughs> on yeah. anything and and right and like half the planet is you know there's seven billion people on earth and 3.5 billion of them are women and so of course it's not going to be not everyone's going to have the same viewpoint or perspective and vice versa but it is confusing because you know there aren't the same guidelines as there used to be and yeah, i think that's anymore at all it's a very we live in a very very gray world yeah. <laughs> um um so in terms of so i think in terms of like participating or getting involved can you talk a little bit about it seems like um most of the actual um, in-person events are, you mentioned 36 cities. It looks like a lot from the site were in New York and London. Is that right? Um, yeah. Right? So the main, I mean, the main hub is, is London. Um, and then, um, in, yeah, in the UK we do, um, regular ones in sort of Manchester and over in Ireland and Dublin, um, and sort of other kind of pop-up ones around the UK in different places. And then, then we do ones around Europe. So from Amsterdam to Berlin, to Paris, um, Venice, we do a couple of big Venice ones that coincide with the carnival there. Um, and then also over in, in Australia, we've had them in Melbourne and Sydney and Perth. Um, and the, the big hub after London is New York. So we have regular monthly events there and that's sort of, that's kind of the hub in the US that we're growing that one. And we've done, we're also, um, we've launched the socials in New York as well. So just the drinks meet up um, over over there. Um, we've done a couple over LA way um, and Miami way, but it is, it's very much New York that we're, we're focused on growing and in a similar way to we have London. Um, so yeah, so that's the kind of the plan at the moment. And in terms of like, um, you mentioned only 17% of members were in partnership. So only 17% were couples. So actually yeah. most members are single. And so let's say there was a single guy in New York who wanted to get involved. It'd probably be good for him to go to a social maybe and meet some people and then go to yeah. a play party. Um, yeah, or, that, or get use the site like a you know kind of like a dating site and we've got forums and groups and you know he can join like a singles group the chat group and then you get chatting to you know a single girls and then that's how by the site a lot of people will meet up and, and come with someone that they've met on the website great yeah yeah that's great and um in terms of, you know, I, I just want to go back to something that you touched on because I thought it was really inspiring that um, there are women who come who maybe came out of an abusive relationship and are able to be in an environment where they're in control and they are the, the sort of active person choosing and moving forward and things like that. I'm wondering, have you found the same response from men that it's refreshing for them to be in a kind of environment where women are more like feel safer like what has been the response from male members yeah because the thing and like you said about including men in the conversation we have included men since day one of this business it's never it's never been a man bashing setup at all and as I said we've done events that are just men you know the workshops and talks and things so to us, to us it's very much including the men in the conversation because we want to work together and be partners and 
And, you know, the men that come feel that and they don't feel um, that it's sort of we hate men at all. Um, and it's for them, it's a very refreshing environment because actually the pressure is off for them. They don't, you know, it's not like they have to go out, they go to a bar or a club where the pressure's on them to, you know, get chatting, try and chat up a girl, that kind of thing. They can very much just relax. Um, and that makes them kind of nicer people, really. And the fact, you know, when a girl feels confident, it makes them a nicer person. So we've just got parties full of really nice people. Oh, that's so sweet. I really like what you said there because I do think that there's a lot of pressure on men and it can be stressful. And then you add to that stress. I don't want to come off as creepy. I don't want to make her uncomfortable. I don't want to fill in the blank. So it does sound like it would be like, if I were a dude, I'd be like, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to (laughs) go. Like That sounds really nice to just be in an environment where I don't have to feel like I have to do all the work, but I can still show up and kind of enjoy and appreciate what's going on. Yeah. Um, I also, I think, um, when, so I've been to a few play parties and one of the questions I've gotten is like, how do you escalate? Like, what is it like? Like, I think for people that have never been, can you kind of explain like, what is the process of like, okay, you go to one of these parties. How do you actually, you know, have sex? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, well, we kind of, we always have sort of everyone comes in masks to start with. Um, and we always have sort of a champagne and often like an oyster or canapé kind of reception and people just get chatting. Um, and there's always this really cool kind of tension in the, in the room because people know what is going to happen later on. And, um, so it, that's it really. It's like, they just start chatting and but what we get is we get a really nice mix of half the people that come to an event have been before and some of them are kind of have been to loads and loads and then the other half are newbies who sort of don't really know you know what to expect and but what you get is the kind of the old school um the old school lot will kind of take charge and lead the way so they'll get chatting and then they'll take you know they'll take they'll take some uh some of the of the group and people up to you know a playroom and then it just sort of you know it just gets going from yeah yeah I want to highlight two things so like a lot for those who haven't been like a lot of play parties will have like the downstairs or the main room which often will have like the bar or if there's a band or something like that and then the playrooms are elsewhere so it's not all in one space it's not in your place yeah, right. it's not in face and you don't have to do, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And I always say to people, you don't, you know, you don't have to take your clothes off if you don't want to. You just do like first time is just, you go, you know, go say, right, do you know what? We're going to go, we're going to have a drink. We're going to meet people, see what it's like. And, and that's it. And we can leave at any point. So, um, exactly. And you, and you can, and, and, you know, voyeurism is a thing. It's like, it's exciting to watch other people. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do and it's okay to just watch. Yeah. Um, and a no, lot of couples just want that. They don't want to, that's enough for them to come together as a couple and just be in the environment and, you know, watch what's going on. And that's enough for them to be completely turned on. And then they go back, they go home and rip each other's clothes off. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. Like I know couples that will go and won't play with anyone else except each other, but they love the like charged environment and it's exciting and it's novel. No, it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of energy. I think when, um, 
when you're in that kind of place. And the other thing that I wanted to point out that you said is like, um, there's kind of an established culture of what you're describing of the people who've been before that kind of lead the way. And I think that can be, that can also establish a sense of safety that there's a group that kind of knows what to expect and can kind of help, yeah, guide and cultivate and lead. And that's, you know, another way that it's totally unique from a bar or a club situation is like, there are people who know each other. There are people who know, you know, how it goes down. Like it, 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 I think that creates another sort of level of safety of just the energy of people who are relaxed and and are, you know, kind of, yeah, like veterans of the scene. So cool. So, um, in terms of how people can get involved if they want to, it sounds like the online community might be a good place to start. My listeners are international. They're from all over, but the majority I would say are in the U S and Canada. So does that sound like a good place? Yeah, we know we've got a big, um, we've got a big U S community that goes on and we, and we have actually done a couple of like Toronto parties ages ago. And so there are, you know, we do have Canadian members, so there are, our members are all over the world really. Um, and yeah, it's easy to do. It's just sort of registering online and then you can kind of explore that online community and, you know, look for people, um, local to you and stuff and people just meet up like that. And um, there, will you get notified of parties in your area if you sign up? Um, you won't, you won't get notified. You might, what you, what we do do is, you know, if we're going to do a U.S. party, then we will mail out the whole of the U.S. membership. Um, it just won't be like city specific at that point. It's like, yeah. So, you know, in the same way, if we do one sort of London, then the whole UK and European members, we get it. Um, so, um, yeah, but we've got, you know, it's a very, we've got a very clear events page. Um, on the site you don't have to be a member to be able to see that and it just lists all the different events that's going on great yeah I mean if you ever come to LA I've got a whole bunch of people to invite (laughs) well well, you know what we've done we've done a few out there we just um we're looking for venues to be honest so if we get a good venue in LA then we we can do one we've got a great LA community to be honest oh yeah I have some ideas so yeah We'll, we'll chat offline. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Um, is there anything else that you would leave um, a piece of advice or any wisdom for the men listening on this topic? Do you know what the, or a piece of advice, and I think it is, you know, I think it's quite a male trait to not do it is I would just say, you know, especially with what's happened last few years, is start listening. That just listen. And listen to the women around you. Listen to your female friends. Don't think you know everything. Um, don't butt in. <laughs> um, yeah. just, just listen. And, you you know, I've got two of my male friends who said they've just sort of, I said it to them and they've just started sitting there quietly at work um, or asking questions. And they said it's been a real eye-opener to actually, they just hadn't realized so much stuff. I like that. that go through and and that's I just think that's the first step of and that's a big part of what's been happening in the last few years is we just want to we want to be listened and we want to be understood and people to go do you know what I can see it from your perspective and that just never happened before so you know I think as from a man's point of view just start doing that do you know what you've had it pretty freaking easy so far yeah and and I think I would add to that that when I feel heard I feel safe yeah, exactly. Like, as a woman, like I think that's really important is that when a man listens, I think that establishes safety 
in a way that in a very deep way. And that's yeah. important. If you want, if you do want women to feel safe with you, that's, that's great advice. So thank you. Exactly. We love listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. Yeah. So sign up killing kittens. It's just killing kittens. Is it.com or .uk? It's, it's .com. But to be honest, let's be honest, there aren't many companies called Killing Kittens. So if you put it into Google, we pop up. Hey, actually, since I have you here, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but where did the name come from? I don't. I always say it surprises me how few people, because the name is ridiculous, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> it, um, as I said, it was three-day bender in Ibiza where it happened, um, um, where it came from. And... Um, it's it's cyber it's a really old cyber slang expression for every time you masturbate god kills a kitten um so if you're killing a kitten you're just having a wank oh um, so that's so that's that that's where it's from so killing kittens is just is just you know you're just wanking <laughs> you're just playing with yourself um it, yeah it's ridiculous let's be honest um so that's great um, yeah. yeah okay cool all right <laughs> Thank you again, Emma, for being on. This was a lot of fun. No worries. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com, www.pleaseherinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtain.com under courses and have a very sexy day. <laughs>